million dollars with a B. That's the surplus that was revealed earlier today down in St. Paul. The Minnesota legislative session going to be getting underway in a little less than a month's time, and they're going to figure out what in the world they should do with it. To get the inside scoop, we visit with our friend Bill Warner, Capital Correspondent, Minnesota News Network. Bill, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, Tyler, that's a big pot of money by that any is. standard. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, we have had budget surpluses before, you know, in the, I, the 30 or so years I've covered the legislature. We've had surpluses that are in the $6 billion, billion range. And, and then last forecast, you know, it, it went up to 10 or, or 12. And now we're at, at nearly 18. It's, um, it's unprecedented. I mean, that represents about... A third, uh, it's, that's a third the size of the Minnesota state budget. You know, if you take uh, 18, uh, if you take 50, a little bit over 50 billion, and you know what I mean, uh, uh, 18 is, is about a third of that. So that's a big chunk of money by any standard. How'd they get it? Uh, how'd the surplus get to swell well, up to about $18 billion? Yeah, you know, and it's, there's a couple of factors. First of all, uh, they didn't spend a lot of it last legislative session because they got deadlocked, right, over how to use it. Uh, it was divided government uh, between Republicans and Democrats in the House and Senate. And uh, and so a, a substantial amount of that was left, as they say, on the bottom line. Uh, and then the... Um, Tax collections have been good. They have been, well, good, depending on whom you talk to. But, you know, they've been over the forecast, I should say, uh, for um, uh, really most of the time since this last budget forecast in February. And that piled up some additional money. Um, what it comes down to is about, uh, the state officials say actually about, now keep in mind that these are forecasts. They're projections, okay? So state officials say that probably around $12 billion of it, with a B, is actually in the bank right now, um, and they're expecting another six or so uh, to come in if the forecast holds. Uh, you know, there's some uncertainties here, of course, too. One of them has to do with what's going to happen with inflation, uh, because that will drive up the costs of services that the state provides. And the other thing is, what if we have a recession, as is being forecast, and today's economic forecast says that that um, it's probably going to start um, soon and go through the uh, uh, through about the third quarter of next year. Uh, and if we get a recession, of course, then you potentially get more people on uh, drawing safety net programs, more people on unemployment, even though that's a separate fund, unemployment. But, but you know, the safety net services, uh, people drawing on that increases, and so that increases spending. So you, you might see uh, some of that, uh, some of that surplus eroded, and could erode. Well, not all of it, but I mean a, a noticeable amount of it if we have a, a bad economic turn. And Bill, one of the conversations that always happened when I was out in the the legislature, and now granted, I was uh, serving in North Dakota at a time when we had a lot of money, and mm -hmm. we have even more sure. money now. But the, those old guard, I say, it was always easier to legislate when we didn't have any. You know, the, the, nobody came and asked us for things. Nobody had an idea how yeah. to spend or what tax. It's yeah. tough to make that argument with people looking at $17, 18000000000 billion. Everyone's going to have an idea. That's you, right. You've got now a democratically controlled legislature. You've got Governor Walls overwhelming. Well, we will really January 1st. Correct. Right. Yeah, right. That's so right. so the, the, the divided government, the stalemate, I, I don't see being an issue anymore. And I'm curious, when this was revealed, I think there was probably some audible gasps from the audience, but have, have you heard yeah. much as far as 
priorities. Oh, sure, yeah, and everybody's got got priorities. Uh, the Republicans are saying, as an example, now keep in mind, they don't have the, or will not have the majority anymore in either the Minnesota House and Senate, okay? But they're saying give as much of it as possible back to Minnesotans. It's over collections. That has been what they said last legislative session, and I, I didn't expect that that would, would change. That's a very strong, uh, long-held position on their part. Uh, the Democrats are saying we'll do some tax reductions. Uh, the, the, the governor is really talking about tax rebates. Uh, in other words, one time, uh, what uh, what has been termed Wall's checks, and he may be able to get away with using that term again now that it's not divided government. He talked today about $1,000 for singles, $2,000 for families, and plus he says that he wants to eliminate state tax on Social Security benefits for, as he puts it, a large number of Minnesotans. I think the only thing I can pledge you for certain around taxes is I will not be proposing a tax cut for the wealthiest Minnesotans. That's not going to happen. And on the other side of things, Tyler, the governor was asked, well, will you take tax increases, such as the ones he's proposed in the past, like a top bracket income tax increase or a gasoline tax Mm -hmm. increase off the table? And he said, Quote, I think it's disingenuous to go into this by closing doors. So that tells you that he's not taking it off the table at this point. Uh, Republicans are saying, well, here's an example. Incoming House Republican leader Lisa Damoth from Cold Spring in central Minnesota, he says with his record budget surplus. I believe, my caucus believes, that tax hikes should be completely off the table. He does seem amenable. Well, she said that they would at least consider uh, the governor's proposal for... uh, for tax rebate checks. That would be one time. We have not yet, Tyler, heard a, a, a real uh, strong message from Republicans about permanent tax cuts, uh, which is, you know, was their mantra last legislative session, big time. Uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens uh, in coming days on that and as we get into the session. We had a caller off there, Bill, and I do want to thank you uh, publicly here for uh, being able to adjust your time with us uh, from a, oh, a sure. earlier. Oh, no, sure. No problem at all. Yeah. Uh, a hot topic that is still and i'm not going to pull you into what's going on in downtown fargo you don't you don't want to get involved there but uh, i've heard a little bit about it yeah <laughs> okay uh I, unless you want to share it no okay um somebody called in wondering about some bridges especially on the border side here and i know yeah, we had this right. large infrastructure bill but right. in rural parts of the country i mean the the bridges i mean the the grades have been d's and f's i mean yes. is infrastructure a part of this conversation as well with oh, the surplus? Sure. yeah Absolutely. No no question about that. Now, how far it goes, you know, there was a the bonding bill blew up last session or it kind of fell off the edge because all the rest of the stuff that didn't get done. OK, but it certainly is in the conversation again this time around. Uh, the uh, uh, director of, of state management and budget says that the, the budget surplus allows for about two and a half billion dollars worth of worth of borrowing. Um, the Republicans are talking about maybe about a billion and a half. And the thing that's different about that is there's, even though Republicans, they don't have a majority, but Democrats need their help to pass a bonding bill because a supermajority vote is required. Uh, so they're going to have to rely on Republican votes. Uh, Republicans get some leverage there. Uh, there's also some talk about actually just taking part of the budget surplus and spending it on infrastructure projects, what's called cash for bonding. Um, Democrats wouldn't need Republicans' approval for that. It doesn't take a supermajority, so they could just go ahead and do it. But then keep in mind that takes away money from some of the other things they're talking about, like uh, increased funding for education, 
child care and and and, and other social other programs of that sort uh, that that you know that are big on Democrats' agenda. So there's a balance there that's going on. <laughs> we're, you can see we're jockeying, I and mean, we got 18 billion dollars almost at least you know, maybe 12 or so in the bank and then another six or so projected. And we're, the, the wrangling, you know, like you were alluding to, uh, it, it gets gets worse. Or it, gets, it gets to be a lot more of it in situations like this than even when you're in deficit situations. Yeah, well, for yeah. a lot of people in that uh, that legislative body, I'm sure in their mind, Christmas came a little early uh, this year when they got this uh, this forecast out. Yeah, but January third is going to come real fast when the legislature's back in session, and then we're going to the rubber's going to meet the road, and we're going to start seeing what happens. Yeah, uh, Bill. Before yeah. I let you go, uh, I do got to make note. I know you've been following the nurses' strike. Uh, yes. Well, and there, there seems to be some some tentative agreement there as well. Yes. Yeah. Right. It's just short of five days short of a planned walkout. You know, they were talking about walking out on December 11th through at least the end of the month. Uh, and but early this morning, virtually all of the hospitals, uh, maybe, maybe with one exception, up up on the North Shore, um, they they all reached tentative contract agreements. It's a 18% wage increase in the in the Metro over three years, 17% in Duluth Superior. There are some uh, provisions that that allow nurses to to address their with, with hospitals address short staffing concerns, staffing shortage concerns. That they seem to be, at least based on the releases we're getting so far, seem to be uh, reasonably satisfied with. Uh, so that averts that those strikes. It looks like, assuming the rank and file, of course, uh, ratify the contract. Union leadership is recommending to the membership that they do indeed vote yes, which is a you know a strong endorsement. Uh, so I think we dodged the bullet on that one. That would have been a big problem, you know, if we would have had a had a nurses strike. There is no question there, my friend. Yep. Uh, Bill, yep. I'm going to get a weather update, but if I don't talk to you before the holidays are over and that uh, session starts, you have a happy holidays, and I have okay. no doubt we'll be keeping in touch as that session gets underway. We will. Every, everybody there have a good holiday too, okay? All right. All you right. take care, Bill. Okay, yep. you too. Uh, Bill Warner, our friend and Capitol Correspondent, Minnesota News Network. Interesting, you just heard that uh, the Democrats in Minnesota uh, might get you a rebate, a a one-time tax break. And then in North Dakota, what you're going to hear, and you keep hearing, uh, one-time investments that are never just one time. It's it's always just one time, right? Uh, It's interesting. And we'll talk about the North Dakota side likely tomorrow uh, because they're going to be having their chair appointments tomorrow morning. There's going to be some really angry Republicans who think they're entitled to chairmanships that aren't going to make the cut. And I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. Uh, Tyler, the words are overtaxation and wealth redistribution comes in at 35270. You know, I, I, I if I would have had the spreadsheet here, just like the old, uh, what, Kent Conrad days, give me the charts, give me the graphs, uh, give me the breakdown here. I'm curious how much in these states – uh, that federal infrastructure investment or the inflation reduction, I picked one, both those federal dollars, trillions going out for projects, how much that saved on the bottom line of these states and which in some of these states are never going give, to give credit where it's due. I mean, in North Dakota, you're driving uh, this last you know construction season and you'd see on the signs at least where it was funded from. But I guarantee you, you go out to those appropriations meetings 
if you're going to be out in Bismarck, they're not going to give any credit to the feds for funding things that they've been putting off themselves for a long time. And they also have like an $8 billion budget surplus, or not budgets, pardon me, legacy fund. There's splitting hairs here. But in Minnesota, it's tough to not look at both sides of this equation. I mean, you can't go roll out and say, look, we got $18 billion in a surplus and not have some form of a tax relief package there. I mean, you just can't. You would take the wind out of the sails if you're a Democratic we led uh, legislative body or a Democratic governor. If you give a, a tax cut, take that wind right out of the sails of the Republicans. are going to be running on that very issue the next time around again. More thoughts coming in about, well, romantics and, of course, the, the surplus over in Minnesota. It's all on the table. Bill was our only guest for the entire day, so we'll come back to your thoughts. Right after this weather update from Two Tall Tom Shemansky, I'm Tyler Axis. Don't go anywhere. Sometimes.